Hi guys, this is Chew on This, your go-to podcast for thought-provoking discussions. Hi guys, thanks for joining us for episode 20 of Chew on This. As always, you've got myself, Will, aka Mr. Kiggs, joined by Martha, who you can catch on her Unlocked UK podcast. Back on the floating chairs, we've got Mike, Aaron and Monique. Alright guys, so in this episode we're going to discuss the new Super League proposal. Let's get everyone's thoughts on that. There's been a big uproar, no fans are happy, regulators are not happy and even the government has stepped in and threw in their two pence. How did this come about? So basically, all the best teams in the world, it's not even its not even all the best teams in the world, basically a select, a select set of teams. I mean, big, the biggest know, it is team. really, because where else no, is there football? So German, like the German teams haven't drained, the French teams haven't drained, right? So only so basically is it only the South American and the the UK. No, so it's only the the Spanish, Italians, and the UK. Okay. So so only those teams have, have have kind of come forward, and I don't know about the the ownership structures, but obviously in the UK, all the lot of, I think all the big teams are actually owned by foreign owners, right? Mm-hmm. So. They're literally driven by money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And essentially what's happening is that what seems to be happening anyway, I think, is, is that they're trying to Americanize the, the sport, the sport basically. So in this in the States, with like baseball, American football, those kind of things, they've got a very they, they've got a similar setup there, basically, yeah. Where, where there's even though they compete, they've got a fix, they don't do relegation, there's no competition, basically. Mm-hmm. Each, whoever wins wins, but you're basically there. You're their standard every every so season. So the top, so the top, the top teams are going to be constantly playing, constantly on display, and basically trading off their brand. Yeah, but the difference in the American system, though, will is everyone plays, right? No, so in, in American system, it's, it's the same. It's a similar setup where there's a, there's a fixed league. Yeah, there's a fixed league, and then. Um, that basically that franchise is what is is who competes. So whoever buys into that kind of particular uh, league, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but the difference is, but I suppose yeah, the difference is in that scenario though is that people can buy into that franchise, even though it's still not kind of fair. You buy into it, like, and they kind of set up like that as a whole. Whereas mm. really and truly, the our system is set up on competition. Our system's been set up on competition. So if you take that away. It kind yeah. of just makes it impossible for the rest of the teams. So how does this ruin football? Has it ruined football, Aaron? I don't think it does. You don't think, think it does? I don't think it does at all. No, no way. You know why, yeah? I tell you, what, I've, got, I've got a few reasons why I say this. And the first thing is the Premier League, yeah, was formed as an elite as a league, isn't it? So before you had Division One, Division Two, Division Three, Division Four, yeah. And then a few guys got together and said, "No, let's make this league now about the bigger fish." Mm-hmm. and create the Premier League and let's get a load of money pumped in by Sky to fund this new league mm-hmm. which we now have a six billion pound you know contract contracts get brought, drafted out for these for these for these clubs here. And what's come of that is you have now a group of six, seven players, six, seven teams or eight, eight teams even that are now considered the big teams in the league, isn't it? And essentially football's been getting destroyed from years ago. It's nothing to do with this this um new uh, this new league coming through is essentially the game from back when Sky took over football from then them times the game's been going has been in, in a disarray and with these new owners coming to the game as well it's essentially just going down one route of become a, a bigger business pool um and essentially yeah but I, back to my point back to your point I don't think it's I don't think it's um destroying football at all I think it's evolving again because football has to evolve in order for it to get better. And but in terms of it, but when they do that, what do you think happens to the to the rest of the teams? But it's been happening though. It's been happening anyway. So what do you mean though? But what, what's that thing that's been happening though? What do you think? So what's been happening is is when you get like so now you've got like the Premier the Premier League for example, yeah. You get five billion pounds or whatever it is that gets pushed to these clubs, yeah. They get bigger some bigger sponsorship deals. And the money gets forwarded up between the clubs. The, the bigger bigger teams get more of the lion's share of the money mm-hmm, of that fund mm-hmm. than the lower than the lower league teams, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So then the Premier League says these are the priority teams. So essentially, what's happening is the, these teams are always going to always going to suffer in terms of what they get given from the Premier League because the big guys eat it all up anyway. So 
the lower it's 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 a it's a common fact that the teams in the lower divisions are struggling because the money not the money is not enough for these lower these lower teams to make it. Yeah, but then don't you think this makes it worse? So, so I agree with you, but I'm saying don't you think this exasperates that fact? Well, this does exasperate the fact because they're saying that they're still complaining in the Premier League, but this new this new league is the, is a is a new European league. Yeah, but the, but the, <clears throat> I guess the point is right. They're saying that, but that realistically, if you if you be real with it, yeah, that's literally just a sales tactic, right? That's basically to say I mean, yeah, it is because it's basically <laughs> saying well, it's basically saying look, we're not a threat to you. We can coexist alongside you, right? But really what that says is like, let us coexist alongside you until we become bigger than you, then we're going to eat you up. Wait a second, I'm, I'm confused. But the same teams that play in this new Super League can still already... play in the Premiership League. Well, at the moment, what no, they're saying so, basically No, but the Super that... League, no, so I don't, I, I don't think they're going to leave the Premiership, but the Super League is, they're trying to replace the Champions League. Basically. Which is a big thing. Basically. They're trying to replace the Champions League. So there is some displacement that is potentially going to happen. And the idea of the issue is, is, is that uh, on a, so the thing that they're trying to do as well is in more regularly. And the idea that they're trying to put behind that is if we don't have the the whole premise and the, the kind of exclusivity of that program is the fact that you can't have it all the time. And if they start playing all the time, then we're kind of losing the, the notion of it's because it becomes so available, it kind of yeah. waters it down a little bit, but also, mm-hmm. The, the additional part of that, what they're trying to say, is the fact that that potentially now, because so the money is from a global scale, right? So outside of the Premier League and all these things, the rest of the world is really only interested in the top few people. Because there's still the only way you can really access them is through those means, it means whilst the others lower down won't get as much money, they still get the money going through. Whereas if this is now diverted and they're playing more regularly in their own league, they're going to be diverting funds, which would have gone further because this is where people are going to like around the world. That's where you're going to subscribe to. That's the, that's the league where you're going to be putting all the money to. And whilst they're saying they're going to share the money, people are obviously dubious um, yeah. about that whole Let's be honest though, yeah. Process. Just look, just look at, from, from a club's point of view, yeah. I'm a sponsor of a club, innit? I sponsor United. I don't care where you're playing your football, yeah. I'm paying you as a club. I'm not paying the Premier League. I'm not paying. I'm not paying you for. I'm paying Manchester United my money to get my name on your shirts, yeah. Mm-hmm. If my name on the shirt gets more visibility playing in this new league where you're gonna be playing the big clubs across the globe, across Europe on a weekly basis, it's more. It makes more sense to me as a business, yeah. Yeah, I don't really care about you guys playing Stoke on a on a Monday night because that's not getting any form of that's not going to get much coverage yeah, of, of my show. Right, if you're, and that's if you're, exactly what they're so, trying to do. They're trying to make sure that you have the you can watch Real Madrid and Man United on a Saturday and have an equivalent game on a Sunday. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Basically, hundred percent, and that makes from as a footballing person, it might get boring. That's why I say it needs the in, the, the whole essence of it being the same 10 teams playing or 15 teams, wherever it may be, playing the week every year, it was going to get boring. However, what we've got now currently in the Premier League is the top eight teams, top, say, top 15 teams, essentially, don't change, yeah? So oh, wait, wait, if you look at... If you, anyway. if you look at that, though, yeah, so back in, in, in let's say, if you look at, the, like, the 90s, 2000s, right, hmm. that top, the top level, of, like, English football was top three. Do you understand, right? Yeah. And in that time period, since that time period, yeah, we've gone to a top 10, basically, right? That means yeah. where we had the top three, the top three used to dominate. So it used to be Arsenal, United, and sometimes maybe Chelsea or... Chelsea. You don't even know who else. Right. Might, be, might be Newcastle at the time. Yeah, like, do you know what I'm saying? It was basically a top three, yeah? yeah? But now you've got top 10, Right. Now that means competition. Competition not only has increased in a Premiership here, but also you've got a combination of other things happening. Right, a lot of the a lot of the managers have come to the Premiership. Right, a lot of the big European managers have come to Premiership. Right, a lot of the big Europe, a lot of the big European players want to play in the Premiership or have come already. Do you understand? Right, and in terms of the players themselves, they're no longer spread just solely on the top two on the on the Man Uniteds and Chelseas or Man United and Cities, right? They've gone, breadth, like, you've got a, a range of world-class players, arguably, right, across the top 10 teams. Do you know what I'm saying? 
And in those top 10 teams, any one of those top te- teams can beat any other team on any given day. Do you know what I'm saying? But that's because of the competition in the in the Premiership. And the but even, be- even a step further than that is, is the beauty of the Leicester Cities. Like no, that, that- and, that's what and that's what I'm saying. And the problem with that other league you're talking about is purely the fact that, I mean, basically, Spain has had that, right? That's the equivalent. To me, Spain has had that. Spain has had El Clasico literally going for donkeys, right? La Liga is a dead league, dead, right? Everyone just literally watches it to see Real Madrid versus Barcelona. And I think over the last two, three seasons, that's become dead as well because it's, it's become overshadowed by the competition in the Premiership, where it's so fierce in the Premiership that... A United would get beaten tomorrow by by a bot by a bottom by league a team. Burnley. And that, you know what I'm saying? And that is right. the beauty of the game. Do you know what I'm saying? But now what you've got is now, yeah. You have to as a as a someone who's kind of looks at the sports industry as a bigger picture than just what you see locally, yeah. You now have to take into consideration that sports now global, yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So what we have now is we have many pockets of fans all over the world, China, Japan. You know, I mean, all over different, different, different parts of the world now. So what they want to see, what their thing is, is they don't really, they have no interest in seeing a, in seeing you know a, a Burnley versus Wolves in it on a Sunday. Yeah, they have no interest in seeing Stoke versus Arsenal, Middlesbrough in it. So for them, they want to see United versus Man City, and they want to see Arsenal versus Liverpool. Yeah, but, they get, but the thing is, again, yeah? they get to see, so, they get to see that though. Okay, cool, but. They, they don't care about the other games in between, yeah? And those games come few and far between, yeah? Let's be honest, right? Then big games come not very often, yeah? It's the top four or five teams play against each other twice a season. That's it, yeah? That's eight games. What they want to see is, is a constant churn out of these big games, isn't it? Yeah, but the problem yeah? is, yeah, even, so, even, even, even on, on that, even if you're going to kind of go down the road of, like, let's say that the um, kind of the Asian market, right? The timing, hmm. the timings that they're proposing for the games, yeah? Those guys are not, they're not going to be tuned in at them times anyway. But we can't make much assumptions on that. Yeah, we, we can't make... I know people who stay out for... for we stay out for boxing matches, isn't it? We stay out to 5 a.m. for boxing. Yeah, yeah but that but so, the, that's the point, though. The point is, you're correct, but you do that because they're not regular. They're, they're one-off events. You don't yeah. have all the time. So it's a big thing that you get together and you watch it. But we Monique, can't... What's your... we, we can't... Sorry, we, we'll just get some one point out when I, and I'll, I'll stop talking. But we can't um, base our opinions on what we go through, yeah? Because what they do over in, over in China and Japan, yeah? <laughs> they're a different kettle of fish. No, they no, but that's the point, though. Them. The thing is, is it's our sport. So the, the point that you're making is, is oh, they sport. don't care. They don't care. But it's out in, in here where we're at. It's our sport, right? The, the key idea that we're talking about and why we want this is, is we kind of made the... We set it up. We made the rules. We said this is how we want it to play in in our territory so we we kind of can right because we're saying this is why we want to reserve it this is why Mm -hmm. we don't this is why we don't want it to change and these are the rules that you need to kind of play within it the reality of it is 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 it has become monopolized and monetized sorry and the the people who are in charge of those clubs are not thinking about the history of our game and whilst we have to kind of adapt and move on if you if if throughout history in anything that we've done we simply allowed people whose souls focus was about making money then lots of our cultural heritage and pastimes and traditions would no longer exist mm. at all so i do think we need to find a middle ground between you are trying to make loads of money and you need to kind of respect and keep some of the things that are true to what football is all about monique what's your what's your what are you thinking I'm still struggling to see it, mate. Gonna be honest. Um, is it not football? Is football like everyone gets paid a stupid amount of money? You only ever hear about so many different teams. Yeah, the history of the game and all that great stuff. I remember I'm saying this as someone who doesn't follow it, not emotionally invested in it. Um, talking about the history and the stuff, great. But then, how long ago did it become that they started getting extraordinary wages? Like, it's I remember not, being long. what? It's not been long. I mean. I feel like I, I feel like I was definitely in school. Yeah, but it's, it's a, but if you think about the, how long football was been, like like they alluded to, yeah, but no one but no one made no one stopped it then. No one stopped the game changing then. You know, it's funny. No, so no, you, no, the point you're didn't. making, the point you're making is actually true, and that's actually the problem, right? Oh, so what's happened is basically they let the genie at the ball a long time ago, right? Hmm. But the genie didn't evolve 
like basically what it's manifested into now mm-hmm. it started a long time ago you know what i'm saying exactly. so when you had um basically these kind of billionaires oil rich arabs etc buying up clubs right mm-hmm. like so private example yeah so in in like again germany and i think france i think the way they're set up is over there uh fans own uh, parts of the club right so then what happens is the, uh, the people who own the other share can't just do what they want to do because fans own the other part so that's for me is a balanced investment over here we've got a problem where i swear down the way the country is structured yeah the way people here with kind of the mentality here people would sell the mothers right if they could make some money out of it <laughs> you know what i'm saying and so they just sell everything so most of the top clubs are, are literally owned by foreign people most of everything in this country honestly is owned by foreigners to be honest with you right and so the clubs included so when they when um i think abramovich bought chelsea i think that's where it started from right he just came with 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 silly money like he literally came and said like yeah like a a player who's worth 40 million i'm going to pay 80 million right and his wages are going to be this this amount so then they started that whole thing and then and then that's how chelsea went from a mediocre mid-level team to a to basically compete for for the Premiership because they were able but, to buy literally the best players same at for the Man time, City. right? And that, then Man City came and did it. But on that on that pretense, oh yeah, um, clubs have always been getting bought by people. Yeah, it's always been getting bought. Mohamed Al Fayed owned Fulham, yeah, for for many years, mm-hmm. and it's hundred percent. The Chelsea guy changed how. The, the money, how, how you pump money into clubs to buy players, yeah? However, that whole buying process has always been in the game. There's always been a chairman who's bought the club or on that level. It's Chelsea's pro one was, was the first, well, it wasn't the first team, but was one of the first, was the first team to kind of go to a point where, right, big investment. But Mohamed Arfaid couldn't compete on a level, but mm. he still was, you know, pumping money into the football club to try, you know, get players in the door that way. But yeah, 100%, the game has definitely evolved many years ago. In, in fact, back in the 90s, players were still on CD con- CD money. Like, do you know what I mean? Players were on over 100 grand, 100 grand a year. Contracts, like, you know, so... so you, you know what, yeah? I, I'm not against... I guess this whole new league thing, right? I think I think the, 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 the issue with it is it does feel like... It feels like... It feels like kind of like almost like robbery. Do you know what I'm saying? It feels like these guys got together, right? Because, all right, prime example, yeah? Um, what basically they've, they, they're trying to do, right, is classic, have your cake and eat it, right? And on one hand, you could be like, there's nothing wrong with that. On the other hand, the question, like I think I said it before, the way they're trying to package this is it's in our interest and it's in your interest for us to do this, right? Let's work together, right? But the way I see this playing out is they're going to get all the biggest financial backers, right? I.e., basically, they're going to go and get all the American banks to bankroll this, right? Like, already, this current contract they're talking about, which is about five, six billion pounds, right? It's basically a loan from uh, American bank, which is going to be hedged against um, future earnings potential, right? But they're basically throwing the, the, the money on the table to be like, like, look, we've got all this money, right? And it's literally, a, for me, I just look at it as it's a way to basically kind of rip the control of football away from the current, I guess, found one of the founding countries, right, to the kind of control that the way it's governed and then to bring, even the way it's governed, to bring it private, right? So then these guys will then dictate basically football. Because once they get big enough, they're not going to be like... Someone can just create their own league. Pardon? How's it allowed that someone can just create their own? No, but that's what. The, but that's no, they're not. So FIFA and UEFA are fighting them. This is the whole thing that we're saying. They're not, mm. and that's it. So FIFA and UEFA are putting sanctions. They're saying if they go off and do it, they're banning people from the Premiership, and they're 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 disqualifying people from the Europa League. No, but I'm saying, how do they even get to formulate this and put it as an actual proposal? Is there no form of framework control system? No, but it's a, it's a but it's a business entity. You can set it up. Like there's no, there's, I mean, they're, you know, it's because they're, pri- they're, they're private, they're private um, companies, right? Yeah. So because they're private, even though they're football clubs, they're technically private companies, right? And okay. as private companies, they can basically essentially in short do what they want, right? Okay. So I think the issue is that they're trying to. what they want in the league. So they can do what they want, but the other leagues can 
put in sanctions to try and block them. Yeah, and I guess the, their model right now is based on the fact that everyone agrees to what they're trying to say, which is essentially, let us be part of the main leagues and let us do our own thing at the same time. And then you obviously, UEFA and FIFA are saying... The issue is there is, is that we all know that you use money to stay on top. They're going to be getting a ridiculous amount of money. I foresee that killing the other leagues because basically, like, even if they play... At the moment, right, those teams who are... Who their managers are being lost, and you know, I'm, man, I'm a Man United person, and look what's happened to us over the last couple of years. Yeah, then now with that bankrolling, with your ability to have additional money, buy who you want, do what you want, like it's going to go to them definitely. Deb, that not only are they going to be not relegated in their new Super League, they're never going to get relegated. Yeah, from any league. Yeah, from the um, <laughs> because they're only be using the I'm same players, isn't it? Yeah. Them. yeah. No one, yeah how are you going to be able to yeah. touch them? You're not. And on top of that, fine. Not only do they do that, okay, fine. Even if they, and it's not like they want to do that. They want to, they don't want to play their league and do all the other stuff as well. They want to play their league and replace the Champions League. So, (laughs) like, even though they're going to relegate other people, do you know what I say? I say, even if they want to do it, you should squeeze them out. They should have such a limited time to be able to do it. Like, you know, like, if you are going to do it, do it extra. So you've got all the... Pre- like, the Premiership shouldn't change for them and the Champions League shouldn't yeah, change Yeah, I agree with that. They okay, should get cool. so Why shouldn't the Champions League change? Because the Champions League... The Champions League is actually a new competition. It's, like, it's a relatively new competition, yeah? And that hasn't really evolved in, over the past few years. In fact, I find the Champions League quite boring, isn't it? In, in terms of, if I play an away game, I get slapped 3-0 at home, right? Or, so if I play a game and I, I get slapped 3-0, 3-0 at home, the away, the away game is pretty much pointless because I've got to score four goals to try to beat this team. Yeah, yeah. they're changing that rule though. I know, but do you see what I'm saying? Both sides, it's, though, isn't it? it's not, but it's not, but it's not like it's one sided though. It's both sides, isn't it? And the mm. whole idea is, is how you getting beaten at home. It's this, it's still this whole idea but, of the power of the benefit of you being on your home ground. Yeah, which is, which is fair enough. But I mean, how this league structured is, is essentially going to be twenty teams, call it, split down the middle, ten playoffs. And there we go. Like, I don't see nothing wrong with replacing something. I don't see anything wrong with having no, no, a competition. No, no, it's not, no, 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 hold on. 15 of those teams will never be relegated. Hmm. <laughs> but to be fair, let's be honest, let's look at like this thing, yeah? There's about 10 teams anyway in the champ- that are always in the Champions League, isn't it? No, but, but the thing Guaranteed. is, is your way to get there, no, but the thing is, is remember, right, your way to get there is, is you win a league. So even if it's taken time, even if it's taken time, right, there have been people in there. And as I said, whereas before we would get up there, there were years we never made it. There was years when a new team made it. There was an opportunity Leicester, for Leicester, are, there. Leicester and potentially West Ham are in the Champions League next season, right? Mm. That's what but they're not about. big clubs, though. They're not big clubs. Huh? They're not super No, no, but no, 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 but no, no, no. But the thing is, is you become a big club. These are not, you become a big club by winning. That's how you become a big club. Yes, they brought money in, but if Leicester started winning, if Leicester won six years straight, Leicester's the new top six because they'd be they'd be winning, they'd be getting the money, they'd be on top of it. They'd become a mm. big club. Mm. Because even if, yeah, all of those rich people pumped money into those clubs, if they didn't win, it wasn't... Yes, they pumped money, so they made it, you bought the players. But let's just say they pumped all that money and they didn't win. They wouldn't be big clubs. So there is that whole element of the game and actually winning is important. I still, I, I do think that um, I'm always very reluctant when it comes to like, like Americanization of things, right? That place is literally ghastly when it comes to giving a shit about anything yeah, other than money. Capitalism in America is right? next level. It's literally next level beast. I'm saying so. I'm always very reluctant to let them touch anything related to, to, to this side of the fence, isn't it? I do think like. They're, for me, those clubs are big enough. If they wanted to, if they wanted to change, right, they're big enough to influence change within the current framework. Do you understand? I don't. I don't think this is about that. I think this is more about. This is a power it's play. Money. It's money. It's, it's a money. power play to yeah. take over and yeah, literally run, run the game, yeah. run the show. It's a, it a bit of both. But I also think that again, I've, as I said when I first came on, it is about football. The game's got to evolve, isn't it? Yeah, and it's always a bit of pushback whenever there's a change in football. Yeah, Peter's a big, there's a massive pushback against it, but then the fans come around and it becomes like yesterday's news. 
and this happens with transfers, this happens with money in the game. That's wait, not gonna so the, the, wait, hang on a second. The fans come That's round. That's not going to happen this time. The, the, the fans come round, right, when they have a stake in it, right? What this is saying is if you are, if you're not, if you're outside of the, the, the big six teams in the UK, mm-hmm. This ain't for you. This is what that's. But saying, let's be right? fair, though. Let's be fair. We we know clubs clubs can run perfectly fine without the fans, isn't it? Fans' money in football now is very is a very very small amount of money that they actually bring revenue to the club now because no. of TV. Contract. How does that how does that how does that work? Like me going to the to the game versus me watching on TV. Hmm. I'm still a fan. Yeah, I, I, how, I, I consume, how I consume the sport might change, but I'm still I'm still your target audience. But no one's saying you can't watch a game, though. No. That's the point I'm making to you. No one's saying no, no, you I'm trying to say to you, I'm the fan, I'm the founder, I'm the consumer, right? So I'm saying mm. if I'm gonna watch a game, I'm watching it because I'm interested in my team as the fan, right? If you're yeah. saying basically, oh no, I don't care about you, I'm only caring about what the bank's gonna put down on the table and my, and the sponsors, yeah. As the fan, now if you're Man United and whatever, like I said, if, for me, if the fans turn around and be like, you know, is it you don't do this, yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not rocking with that, right? So i.e., we're not. We're going to continue to watch the Champions League, yeah, but we're not watching you if you're in that spot, spot, right? It always goes counterproductive to the whole system of trying to make money because the only reason why the sponsors are there is to get more coverage. If people are not watching it, then they're not going to get the coverage. So then why are, they, to, why are they there? And to be fair, remember, the fans that they're actually alluding to are not the British fans. This, this is not a British market that that move is for. And, mm. and, and that's the importance, yeah? In terms of the British football... Yeah, it, football and the fan stuff isn't about, it's not even about where you are, because otherwise none of those bottom teams would even exist. Look at these bloody Millwall hooligans. Like, where the hell is Millwall? But they are showing up. So football yeah. is more than just that. It's definitely more than that. And my my biggest issue with it is, I, I personally think you're your own company, you're your own kind of force, you've got an international following and people want to follow. I think they should be allowed to do it I don't think they should be allowed to replace the Champions League. And I don't think allowances should be made to them. I think it should be very uncomfortable. If you want to earn your extra billions, I think they should be very uncomfortable. In fact, they should have to do it on their off-season. Uh, this is what I was going to say, exhibitions. What, what about exhibitions? Hmm? What about exhibitions? Because that's what they do. Off-season, they, do, they go around um, part, parts of the world or whatever... And they do, they do, 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 they do, do that and play, and then, they play teams. Yeah, and, so, yeah they, they do that. Fair enough. But the thing is, this is now a, a league where they can have it played in season. And no, no again, they shouldn't be allowed. No, they should they be, allowed. be allowed. 100%, 100% should be allowed. Because there's no reason why I can't be a, an entity and say, right, we're going to, instead of you playing the Champions League this season, you're now going to play my league and it's going to be done this way. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, a question now if you're a player, do you think like and let, let's let's see what um see what you guys think here? Yeah? If you're so now if you play for Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, City, or Tottenham or whoever else the other, the other team is, right? If they say to you right now, yeah, it's like okay, cool, like your team is joining the Super League, right? But now that you your if your team joins the Super League, yeah, you are not allowed to play in the Premiership. You are not allowed to play for England. You are not allowed to play in the Champions League, right? Are you still going to be like, boy, man, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with my team? Or are you going to be like, listen, you lot need to sort this out? <laughs> but you know, with that alone, yeah, obviously some players are going to say they're going to say no to that, right? Admittedly. However, this whole thing of not being able to play for your country and not being able to play, that's scaremongering, yeah? They can't ban a, they, could that, they can't ban they a can. national federation. Yeah? They There's companies. They, they can, can. They can. Yeah. They can, well, they can because they they can though because it's there. It's they. That's the same way you can go and create your own league. This is our league. It's our rules. They really can. Yeah. Yes, so so what, they, they so what they're doing is then is they're they're trying to destroy the international footballers' world by doing that. Because as far as I'm concerned, if I want to go and play not... for, if I want to go and play for Nigeria, yeah, yeah. I should be allowed to do that. Where, no, but there's rules. The you world, can, but, but even currently, there's rules, right? There's still currently, there are rules to you playing for your national team. So this is one of the rules. One of the rules are you can't be in the Super League. It's a rule. Yeah, simple. If the Super, if the Super League can get formed, then we could, they also have to, what is this? They, you have to take the, the thing that, no, what do you think, Monique? I thought that was what was happening. 
I thought that the other the old guys were going to bunch together and say, cool, you can go and play over there, but you can't play here. I thought that's what was happening. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's what they're talking about. They're saying, basically, from a player perspective, whoever goes off and plays off in this league, you're not mm-hmm. going to be allowed to play in... A, in um, and I say, fair play, fair play, fair yeah, play. That, yeah. Because what I didn't understand originally was this whole relegation thing. But if they can never be knocked out, they are guaranteed cash every single time this thing mm. pops around. They then mm. use that money to then buy the younger and better ones as their guys are aging out. Then they go back into the prehistoric leagues and mash yeah. up everyone there and collect all the dough there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> that's what I'm saying to you. The, the, yeah. No, no, that's what we're saying. That's, that's what, what they're saying. trying to do, isn't it? That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Like, they're I'm there. I got there, guys. I got there. I got there. I got there. Riley got there. They're trying to literally have they're literally trying to ride the basically the success of of football of of, of traditional football yeah and then take that and then go and do their own thing and then eat off that as well like but then with their own thing they're saying like, they're no one else can eat no, no, no to be fair the reason why they've been able to get away with this is because fifa and uefa are corrupt because they, because of their they haven't put things in place to not allow this to happen to mm. Fair, we're there because the system above them and the system that they're in is corrupt, and it's kind of like you've been breeding corruption, you've lived in corruption, and now the babies that you taught how to be corrupt have learned how to be more corrupt than you. And you know, it's like old days back in the old days, like you know, the old school G's, yeah, there used to be a, there used to be a street code to how you've done this, and then the young bucks were like, What? No, we're not doing our own thing. That's what the footballers have done. They've like they've learned how to do the corruption. They they silently collected themselves. They became a power. They became a power that everyone wanted. And now they're saying we're doing us, and there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. And to be fair, there's nothing you can really do about it because you let them get that big. You know what I just think is these boys, these old boys again, who are scared of the money getting taken from under their from their pockets here is why they want to cause this drama. Like they want to keep money, they want to keep money in their circles. And now this this new group come along and say, look, man, we want some more money too. You know, so fun- you know what's funny about that, yeah. What's funny about that, what you're saying, yeah, is the old boys are talking about, bro. The money's the basically the billionaires are saying, like, we want more billions. No, <laughs> but why not? not like, but why not though? Why not? You can never have enough money though. <laughs> but we see the thing is, is I all honesty, all honesty, I have no problem with them making their billions. I do, they should continue making it. I'm not even one of those people, yeah, who are out because I don't understand that. How can I be out there hating a billionaire when I want to be a billionaire? That don't make no sense, right? You're you're there. How can you do that? Listen, people, if you are out here hating on people who've got money, you are you are killing your own blessings. You are putting out in the atmosphere that you hate people who've got money. Like it don't make no sense, okay? So no. That's not what I'm trying to say. I've got no problem with that. But I do have a problem with them trying to hold other people down. Like, you've got billions. I, I'm, you can go make more. Why do you have to close the door behind you, lock it up, throw away the key so nobody else can make money? I do agree with the point of the, of it being a bit... A bit. I agree. It's, it's a bit ropey, yeah? You know what I'm saying? Look, like, there's eight... There's a few teams in this league that can't go nowhere, but the other guys, you know what I mean? You can be about and that. That's a bit. That's a bit dodgy, in my opinion. Yeah, a bit, bro. Huh? A bit. That's no, what you call it's a, a bit dodgy. Bro. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because essentially, if you look at the Champions League model, right? There's essentially there's only what you got: your Real Madrid, your Barcelona, your Atleticos, your PSGs, your your um, Man Cities. There's certain teams that's always been in the Champions League, right? So granted, those guys are. You know what I mean? Can are able to are able to be this league and not go anywhere. The teams in the Premier League, the top four is very, very, very um open for debate. Whether it's gonna be Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, you know what I mean? Like it's, you, it's but, moves around a bit. So that level of it, I think, is a bit unfair because the top four in you in 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 um in Britain in England isn't always the same. That's yeah, but that's the thing. Up. But that's the thing because of the competition. So I think. If anything, if the only only exists here. It only exists in, in, in here. No, that's what I'm saying. You've so if the other leagues... Of it, no, no, no but that's what we're saying. But, but, that, but that's what we've said from the beginning, though. But So we're not talking about... So I suppose, there's clarify. We aren't talking about this as where they're trying to go generally. We're talking about this, how this impacts on our football. How yeah, it but I'm, I, I, have to look it from a, I have to look at it from a bigger picture because I want to see it from 
where it's loose. Like, it's not about looking yeah, at but we're, we're not, we're not that's, dis- very, we that's very selfish, isn't it? No, no, of course. But we're not disputing. They should go do their Super League without the British play. If, do you know what? If they were doing the Super League, yeah, and the UK weren't a part of it, like the top, those top six didn't sign and say yes. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't be in Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't care. No, like, and no and one here would be in uproar. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, it's not even just the fans are in. So it goes back to that point that I was saying is when we're saying the fans are in uproar because regardless of all of that stuff that's been happening, we still have a whole British team, like, process of football where it's about the fans. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? The fans are in uproar. The fans are, are not... Mike, what, Mike what's, your, what's your take? So over the last 24 hours, like on, on you know, first hearing of it, you kind of have a similar opinion to a lot of the reaction where you think, wow, it's kind of selfish to just break off like that because, you know, you're, all of those clubs that are signing up to it know that they are the clubs and they're the, the people who are in positions of strength within their respective leagues. So they know full well when they break off, they know the state that they're leaving their leagues in. Even though they're saying that um, they can still play in the domestic league and they'll do the, this Super League uh, during the midweek, they know that it, it becomes a secondary tournament, whereas mm. the league is normally the, the, the primary tournament that they're in. But the more I've kind of thought about it, the more I'm trying to understand... Why do those um, why do those teams feel like it would be a better situation to to kind of put their domestic history to the back burner and have this kind of new European league that they're all together? Because this that's very different to just playing in the Champions League and having a knockout tournament. And I think some people might have to look at how. Um, how the domestic league has kind of changed in recent years. Like I was talking to someone and was saying how clubs um, that were at the top of the league, like the you, the big clubs, used to be able to buy players from the smaller teams within the league. But now there's so much money in the league that mm-hmm. these smaller teams are able to actually decline advances. Yeah. To buy these to buy these players so it puts them on a more even it puts them on a on a more even playing field in terms of um the business they do with each other and they can say no you're not having my best player because we want to be competitive but a lot of them are still not quite enough uh good enough to be competitive consistently for the top yeah. trophies so then what happens is the most they do is pretty much just cause the odd upset here and there. Mm. But they're making good money from the league and that good money comes mainly from the, the, the draw of that top six. So from the position of the top six, I guess they're looking at it and saying, our presence in this league brings a lot of money to the smaller clubs. And yeah. to the point where they're actually now able to say, you're not having my best players. We're, because we're 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 making enough money, so I don't need you can't come and pick off us anymore. But at the same time, they're kind of wondering, actually, then what do you as a small club do for us then? Yep. Mm. I agree with you, but I, I think it's highly hypocritical because Mofo, how the hell did you become a top like you weren't there all the time? Like 20 years ago, you weren't in that top six. So if we if we had done that 20 years ago and cut off your cut off your legs, where would you be now? They wouldn't be where they are now. Mm. And like I said, about um, Leicesters who made it up and got in there. Yes, they couldn't do it consistently, but they had that opportunity. So now you're saying nobody else should get that opportunity. What about um, the concept of... um, So, again, so football clubs are... uh, In this country, I guess, they they tend to be private, private entities, right? But then there's this whole thing about... there's you know social responsibility so in in so no no french or german clubs have joined this but and again that's down to their structure where they have where fans have ownership of especially the top clubs 
while the private people own the other, you know, the difference, right? So fans have a say and input into how that club runs and mm-hmm. what happens and things like that, right? So something like this hasn't happened over there. On one level, they're the biggest kids in the playground, essentially, right? And I feel, do we think that with that, with that size and and all those benefits that come with be or all the responsibilities, do they have a responsibility, a social responsibility, as being the biggest kids in in the Premier League playground, right? Do they have a social responsibility to then act responsibly? And in this instance, have they lived up to that responsibility, Aaron? Um. I don't think they need to live up to any responsibility, really, because at the end of the day, if I'm a football club, if I'm a business, and I've worked my way from being the bottom of the league, and I've, pervert, I've, put, I've put in place a, a sufficient infrastructure to develop players in my academy who then become world's, world's great, world's best players, um, I don't see why I need to essentially fund or give money away to anyone, you know, to be there, Aaron. How many of those top teams ones do their kids actually come from their academy and end up in their first team? Genuinely, quite a few though. If you look at if you look at the Man City, the Chelsea team, the Arsenal team, um, and Man United team, quite a few players have come up from the academy in our regular first team players now. So a lot of and especially even even down to Southampton, a lot of the clubs now, especially with this financial fair play coming to come into force. They are investing a lot more money into their academy setup, the academy process to bring players through the through the ranks. So, if I have, if I'm Man City and I've produced a, a Phil Foden, who's now one of the one of the better players of the league now, or, or, or a Saka at Arsenal, if I've done it through my academy and I have a player now who was worth you know ten pounds six years ago, who's now worth eighty million, if I've earned eighty million pounds off sending this player to say PSG. Why do I have to essentially give you know twenty of that million to to, to, to say Burnley to, mm. to fund them? I don't see why I should do that. That's my investment. That's made me money. So now I'm mm. going to take that money and, and go buy myself a, a Paul Pogba, for example. Um, and that's essentially how it works. So for me, I don't feel that these clubs have any have any need to fund or well, I'm say fund, but utilize, give money away to benefit the smaller clubs because they need See, to... I think they do. I think they do. And I think they're doing this because they are scared of competition. Monique, do you think clubs have a social responsibility? Not at all. You just told me they're private companies. They have no social responsibility. Of course, you know, if... if the okay, game so was, just, just... The popularity of the game was governed by the good the teams did, then fair enough. But it's not. At the Good end question, of the day, yeah. their money, it's... they've got it through advertising. They've got it through, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, trading players and the likes and whatnot and making sure that their coffers are nice and steep. Now, is there There's... a disadvantage with this Super League thing that I think is a near monopoly? Yes, there is. That makes it not right. But as a company, if I'm doing what everyone else is doing, I'm getting money. It's not then my responsibility to bring up the other... Why am I bringing up my... Does, does Facebook have a social responsibility? Oh, most definitely. But it's a, but it's a private company. company. Okay, it's a private company that has our personal details on it. It is hitting people um, in regards to notifications. This what you. It's what you see. No, it's, it's not even a. It's, that is a Apple like, no and an Apple comparison. In regards to does does BP have a social responsibility? As in the petrol people. Yeah. Monopoly industry. Yes, they do, and because they have an effect on the planet. Facts. I mean, football has an effect on the well-being of people, how happy they are. And pre- yeah, in two generations, no one ain't going to remember. Listen, as, as the post said, I saw, I saw it this morning, yeah? In 50 years' time, players like Lionel Messi and Ronaldo won't get rated because they didn't play in the Super League. So, essentially, we complain about it now, but in 10 years, 20 years' time, when we're no longer really caring about football and these young bucks coming through, their thing is about the Super League. So, and the quick... And Mike, you can answer this question after, like after, right? But in terms of that point you're making, though, yeah, you can say that literally about any, anything, right? Because that anything can change because someone come up with a, an idea and said blah blah blah, right? And it can change. People and hated the different. Premier League, bro. People huh? hated the Premier League when it first when it when it first was announced. Mm-hmm. They hated it. But this is the thing. This, like I said, that people always hate change, right? So that's not. So then you fact you factor that in, right? This competition, the problem with it is not so much that it's change, right? It's change plus 
I don't I want to say segregation, but almost like isolation, right? And not only that, it's doing it on the coattails of domestic football, right? So if it, if they was like, like, you know what? Yeah, if they if they was like, listen, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna live up to our responsibilities as as Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, whatever, domestically, and then we're gonna create a B team, right? This B team is gonna be funded by you know, whatever bank, right? And we're going to go out there, scout the world for players and we're going to create our own league, right? That's a totally different offering because you're saying, you know what? As an entity, it's equivalent, as a company, I've created, you know, this company that does X and that company that does Y, right? Those two companies can coexist because they have different responsibilities and they live to those, they live up to those responsibilities separately. What, they're not doing that. They're literally saying that we're going to take, what we've gained from this team that we've... And these guys, they've just bought it. They didn't even, like, raise it from the ground. They was like, oh, that looks nice. I've got the money. Let me go and buy it, right? And then they've, now they've bought it. They're like, right, it's mine now, so I'm going to do what I want to do with it. See you later. You know what I'm saying? So then the fans are literally left there like, based on your theory, in 50 years' time, fans might be irrelevant to the, to, to the ecosystem of football. But fans technically, fans are pretty much already are relevant or aren't non-existent though, because you've got to think of it like this. They're not irrelevant. Who's they are. They, they, who, they, they, why are they advertising? You're not, if you're, you're, you're paying for advertising or, mm-hmm. during a football game only for people who like football. Because I'm not, because then that person is not paying for an advert for, for me if I'm not watching it. So fans will never be irrelevant. The audience will never be irrelevant. It's just which audience will be irrelevant, but yeah, the audience yeah. itself, because other because their money comes from marketing, which is why I've never really been upset. You you've monopolized on something, but it's what audience is it? And I think this for me, my issue is is it depletes the UK audience, the international or they don't know no different. At the end of the day, yeah, it could be Burnley. As long as Burnley wins six um six premierships. People across the world are going to love Burnley. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. they don't really understand. They don't care about that. It's just whoever's trending at that moment in time. So mm. that's what they care about. But our fans actually have an affiliation with clubs, regardless of whether or not they win something. And I actually also believe that a lot of those, um, the top sixes, yeah, are scared that they can't continue to lose or not be in getting those games like Man United, yeah, can't continue to not be getting there and keep their money. Whereas if whilst we've got money, because the, the truth of the matter is the only reason why those teams who have fallen off and gone further down the league, down the table, have survived is because they've got money. And they kind of need to shore up their money because they can't take competition. They can't take another five years of this because I reckon another five years of this and they won't be the top sixes. So what they're mm. trying to do is Get out whilst you've still got the reputation because you can't water down my reputation. Get out where I've still got that clout and let me keep that clout because once I'm in that Super League and I've got that clout, I'm staying there for life. So mm. even if I end 20th every single year in the Super League, I'm still making Super League money. Mm. Mike, 100, yeah, responsibility. That's, that's, that, like, I uh, 100% agree there and... When I when I try and look at it from their perspective, not because I'm a fan of one of those clubs, but just trying to understand why they're trying, why they're making these decisions they're making. I will come to the social responsibilities, but um, uh, one of the interesting things they were talking about today was this six and fourteen situation that they have in the Premier League, where out of the twenty teams, whenever they have meetings and they they make decisions on things. You've got the six, which are the big six, and then you've got the fourteen other teams who stick together. Yeah, and they, the fourteen, make decisions. And even the the Crystal Palace um, chairman was was saying this pre the, the match uh, that they stick together for the good of the rest of the football league below the big six because mm-hmm. they know that they're not going to make decisions based on being a big club, even though they are in the Premier League, because they know this season might be the season that they go down. Whereas the big six never really have any worry about going down. So there's this disconnect within the Premier League of the big six and the other 14. Now, what's interesting, and I'm not I'm not too sure, but I, I did hear about it in Spain like a, a couple of years ago, where... Barcelona and Real Madrid were really upset on the even split of television rights throughout the league. 
because yeah. they felt that out of the, the 20 teams that are in their league, the most of the world audience only watched them two. But they split the actual television revenue throughout the 20 teams. So they, they pretty much feel like they're losing out. And it's fine for the rest of the league to say, well, this is competitive, but they're pretty much eating off of two clubs. Yeah. Or, in, or in the Premier League's instance, they're, a lot of them are eating off of six clubs. And the Palace chairman was saying they need to sit down and understand the problems of the big six and how everyone sort of integrates together and makes and tries to create a league where everybody's happy. Because it's one thing to say the big six are being selfish and they're scared, and they are being selfish and they're scared, but they hold the majority of the fan base Do you when think, it comes um, to the appeal of the league. So is it the question? Is it maybe a question of, are we saying that the big six in the UK and then the big clubs in the other team, they're basically too big for their own leagues? Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like they're, t- they're actually too big for their own leagues. And so they need a higher level. They need something more... Um, they need, they need another league of equals to be... To, yeah, um, I think that makes no. it fair for them. I no. do I do think that a, a, a league of them being equals makes it... But they feel Champions like it makes league. it fair, fair for them. But that was the Champions League, though. Not but I don't think they're liking... The thing about the Champions League, though, is the Champions League is nowhere near as prestigious as it should be. Mm. Because Why, if, you look at, if you look at... Uh, if you look at what these football clubs are, they're sporting brands. So when you think of when you think of Liverpool, you think of Man United or whatever. Us on a local level, we think of other football teams, but really they com- they should be comparable to a Dallas Cowboys. They should be comparable to Chicago Bulls, Lakers, or whatever. Yeah. You know what? Man? These other places are just these other places, uh, other brands. Sorry, they go under a different sporting model for their tournaments, where uh, that, that's the model that. They're trying to do. I don't know. I agree they're with trying you. To do. I think, and but I think it, my issue is listen. The point is, I'm I like I'm a, a sucker for what the competition of a sport is. Sport is a competition. You can monetize it, but it's a competition. It's a it's a competition. That's what it is. Yeah. So fine, fine. Users are too big. I've got no problem with that. Users are too big for us, and you've got so great, and it's not fair. You can't be bothered to share your billions with everybody else. Yeah, because it hurts you that much. Right. No problem. Go do your league. But if you're so great and you're so big, why are you so scared of getting relegated? Like, why can't? The gap is closing. No, because I think the actual gap between the best and the rest is closing. But the pressure isn't closing. But the pressure isn't closing. That's my point. That's the the problem that these big six are having is that outside of the big six, you can have players which are on par with players in the big six. Yeah. Playing for clubs that don't play under the same pressure because their fan base don't demand the same pressure mm-hmm. and they don't have to sell these players because they're but making we, enough money. But with great, this is what I'm saying about having your cake and eating it. That's like being a, you're being a B-I-T-C-H. You're collecting all the money. With all the money comes this extra pressure. My thing, my only issue with this is do it. You are so big. You are so bad. Why do you feel the need to have to now monetize that? That is so. That is the greed part of it. You are just trying to do that. I guess they're looking at other. I guess they're looking at other sporting brands. Like if you if you look at it from the perspective of other sports, the NBA, for example. Yeah, NBA, NFL. That those other sports have their franchises or are equivalent of football clubs, and they're not. Un, they're not under this. Um, they're not under this competitive pressure to have the expectation to win all the time, but mm-hmm. actually physically the players are all on par with each other. And the yeah. way how those places regulate it is whoever does end up worse then gets to pick the best player next season out yeah, of I know. the up and coming. I, but so that's my thing. My thing have, is, though, it's not always right, though, is it? Like, my thing is, is there's, there's lots of different things that are done all over the world, okay? And... Like, and it happens because we, we there's a culture that's in mm-hmm. something. And I'm saying, if this change was something about actually genuinely making the better, I could, if it was about innovation, if we're talking about innovating, making the game get, making the sport better, and in terms of a moving forward, let's way home. But we're literally only talking about 
making more money because that's the mm. only difference this is going to do like in all honesty please tell me what's the difference going to be it's literally the innovation is you now have an opportunity to make more money with less pressure well the other thing is yeah in uh, in the states for example all those all the major teams run under the same like the you know nba is the nba so I'm saying no one, no one, no one, no one's saying like I'm gonna run off and do my own kind of league. The NBA is the NBA because that's the that's the that's the predominant competition that everybody wants to win. Do you know what I'm saying? So structurally, you know how how these teams are financed and 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 things like that might be different. But the point is they're not running. These teams don't run off and do their own um, leagues in order to say I want more money, so I'm gonna go and do my own league too, and then cut out this these teams. I'm and I'm not, I'm not gonna compete about you know, compete with this team, et cetera. They literally play under one umbrella for, you know, whether it's NFL, NBA, you know, whatever you want to call it, it all does, it all, baseball, it all comes under one umbrella. Do you know what I'm saying? And they all compete on that level. So this, I I understand if they're getting big and I think maybe there's a discussion on how to manage that, but I don't, I'm, I'm still not convinced that I, for me, this feels like a power grab. It doesn't feel, it, it just feels like, there's something about it that doesn't feel like it's um, it's solely about particular grievances. I feel like there's a power grab grab at play, and it's a power did grab. See, of uh, did you see Klopp's interview? I haven't seen. I prior don't to his seen. match, so they questioned him on it, and he's like, "No, I don't agree with I don't agree with this whole concept of doing this Super League either." But then he he, he added to it by saying, "But what do you lot think UEFA's about?" Because they said, oh, this is all about money. And he said, what, do you think UEFA's not all about money? Because this mm-hmm. is the same day that, that UEFA's announced their Champions League changes to add more teams into the Champions League. Because more mm-hmm. teams in the Champions League is obviously more games, more, more money. money. So, exactly. yeah. the, and, and he was like, they presented these Champions League changes to me last year. And I said, I don't like them, but they still did them because I'm not in power. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much like UEFA and FIFA have been seen as corrupt in the football world for a long time, but they're the ones who actually run the tournaments. And this is an occasion where the clubs have said, I don't want to do this under these lot anymore. We're going to join together and make our own thing. Pretty much they're probably all as corrupt as each other. But in, in the same way, when the 14 Premier League clubs say it's a pandemic and the players are getting injured left right and center but we still want three substitutions instead of five substitutions because the other teams have bigger squads so forget about injuries we don't want them being able to do five subs when we play them that is colluding together for their best interests in the same way the big clubs right now are colluding together for their best interests so Mm. i don't think anyone is really ever in in the sport unfortunately because it is so competitive no one ever really does what's best for the masses they tend to all do what's best for themselves for instance yeah when you look at a, um, a team that has someone that is too good for their team and that team literally needs to relegate for them to sell the player in this day and age if they don't get relegated they're not selling that player or they're going to say something silly like it's 80 million if you want him it's 100 million. Oh, you're Man United? There's a Man United tax. Do you know why there's a Man United tax? Because I know you've got the money. Yeah. If, um, if, if a team from Germany come over, I'm knocking 20 million off that price. Mm. Straight off. And they're allowed to do that. This isn't regulated. Mm. They're generally um, allowed to just do what they like. So I think there's like a moral high ground that people take in this instance. And I agree with it. I genuinely agree that I prefer to have the domestic leagues and we come together, do the Champions League. I don't like how the Champions League is. I think it should be bigger than what it is. But I think the clubs are all looking out for themselves and they always have been. Last point and then then final thoughts, go. As as an owner of a football club, I don't want to be... I don't want to be told how much I can spend per year and what's happening in the Premier League and what's happening in financial fair play is... If you make 100 million pounds, you can only spend 99 of that on players. If I want to buy, if, if I want to spend 500 million pounds a year on players, I should be well with my rights to do that. And this is another reason as to why 
potentially why these owners are looking to just dip out of the Premier League because they their pockets have been constrained too much. If you can say, well, I can compete on the highest level and get the players on the get in without having to worry about being told I'm not going to compete in the Champions League or all of this because I can't go and spend money that I want to spend. It just makes fine, it just makes sense for them to go do that and compete on the highest level with their money to, to then go and get, I say, the best players in the world or do all, do whatever investment they need to do to try and get the players into for whatever reason. But for me, it's about definitely it's about you know evolving the game and letting these big clubs go off and do their own thing because there's there's too much reliance and there's too much string holds on their on their financial on their financial power. Uh, Monique, what's your last thoughts? It be what it be. <laughs> it is what it is. That's what I got for you. All it sounds is like it's playing with a lot of money. People are upset because things are changing and the likes and all that great stuff in between. No one's going to starve. Everything evolves. It is what it is. Um, Mike, um, uh, my last thoughts is if you if you compare what they call like the Super Bowl weekend, yeah. They see it as an entire weekend, what is seen as the final of their competition, yeah? And compare that to the Champions League final. I, for one, don't even watch the pre-match build-up for a Champions League final. Now, if that don't say that UEFA ain't running that tournament properly and it's a bigger sport than American football, then I think that says it all. So I'm not a fan of the change, but I think the people currently in charge, slept on the tournament and now the clubs are are doing their own thing. Aaron? Yeah, I have to kind of agree with what Michael said there. I mean, they tried to change the Champions League final from a a Tuesday or Wednesday to a Saturday to try and get more people to watch it. And still, if anything, I can't even tell the last time I watched the Champions League final. Um, So for me, it's definitely about the evolution of the game, um, evolving it. Because every point comes and you change in any 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 sport. So I think now, um, as I alluded to beginning this conversation, was I'm all for the change. I'm all for the evolution of the game, and I'm, I'm, I want to see the change in this new this, this new league. Uh, uh, and it guarantees Arsenal doesn't get relegated, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, the relegation part of it is a bit roby to me. I'll be honest with you, but I can kind of understand why. You're going to keep looking. Mm. The NBA is exactly the same. You know, you've got this front, the Western Western Conference, for example. They don't change. It's the same teams playing week in, week out, year in, year out. The players might change, but essentially you get the same games year in, year out, and it doesn't get boring. People still sit down every Saturday, every every weekday, and watch Houston Rockets take on, you know, Chicago Bulls, for example, whoever, whoever they may be playing. So, you know, <laughs> that's what you're getting here with the, with, the, with the European Super League, whatever it may be called. I will. Quick one, yeah. Quick question for you. Have you ever seen on a Super Sunday, you go and see what match it is, and it's like Wolves versus a Burnley? <laughs> what did and I say you today? Say, and I you said say, that. nah, you I just said... turn that, you turn that telly off, and you put on line of duty and say, come on, something else now. <laughs> but Mike, I said that today. Don't lie, like, don't lie, man. You know it will, bro. No, like, no, I'm not, they... <laughs> I, no, hundred percent. I have like, I don't even, like. It's just there is. I'm not lying. That they say. I think there is. There is change that is required. And I do think like the points you made about um like Super Bowl and it's obviously there's 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 things you can take from that, but I think how you make that transition, I think there's a question mark of how you do that. Which I'm saying I, I, there's innovation that can take place, but you don't want to like I said, I I'm always very reluctant to Americanize everything. Do you understand? Because it has it also has ramifications all the way down to the grassroots. Do you know what I'm saying? So where you're talking, like you don't want—I don't want football to become like basically the American, the American equivalent of American dream kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I do want to still have that kind of local attachment, especially from a because football is an international sport, but it's grounded in in national, in 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 its national kind of connections. Do you know what I'm saying? And even though all those people around the world who watch football in Asia, etc., right? You know. They watch it because it's, it's prestigious in its relevant countries. Do you know what I'm saying? They play it over there, and I couldn't tell you a single Chinese football team or anything. Do you know what I couldn't tell you one. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have the history. So I don't want to, I wouldn't want it to do to, to kind of distort that or destroy that at the expense of making more money. Do you know what I'm saying? But I do think there's room for innovation. Hey, Marth, last words. I mean, I think 
the key difference between the American structure and our UK structure is that that's their league. Like that's in, they don't have that process where you're, you know, you then, the whole thing is privatised and everyone's in there all the time. So it's still mm. kind of that, that one big league, which why the winning and the final thing is such a big deal. If you're going to do it, remember, so that's everybody still a part of that. If you're going to do it for everyone, that's fine. But you just, you're breaking it off, breaking it down so that there's a limit to the number of people who are getting it. And I think that's problematic. So I I think it's, I, felt, I think it's very dubious what they're doing. Um, but I, in all honesty, I'm trying, you know, there's one of those things that say you haven't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I really like they should go and do it. But I really hope they fail. Like I'd like <laughs> they should go do it. But I want them to fail. Well, the the Premier League will still be there. It just will be about the top six. No, but no, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. It just it. What I'm saying is when you talk about the NBA is the NBA, right? Like yeah. there's not really no other leagues. What other leagues are there? Mm. I no, think there's a lot of basketball teams. I think the NBA is just the organization that is the m- most popular. I think everything yeah, no. else is a is a lower level. Oh, the NBA is the ultimate, is basically yeah. the ultimate competition, like, right? Their, and their so college, their college football basketball um, is and, actually very, very big in the US. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, but, like, that, like but it's not, that's not, I'm talking professionally, what else is there? So that's the whole point, right? So what I'm saying is, if we're doing, so it goes back to that whole thing. If we have created a whole entire structure that has kind of divisions, division, we're talking about from like college to moving up, you've got a whole process however many people's in it like if what you're saying is that then that's fine that comes out but we have a here we have a process where we've got divisions where people go through so then and then the rules of that is that anyone can climb there it's about how good you are that's the basis of our structure here so if you want to if you now want to do something like that because that impacts on our structure okay okay then no one gets relegated because it could still be the same thing you could still be the top six you could still be the top six with the whole thing so that it's like the NBA final or the Mega Bowl final of all of those people in that process. And it's the, the best of the best that are in there. Everybody gets a piece of, everyone gets a piece of a pie. But what mm. they're doing, like they can't, I don't see how anyone thinks they can do that Super League and it doesn't, it's, it doesn't wipe out like the rest of the leagues. I, I just don't see how we think that's going to happen. Yeah, man. All right. On that note, guys, it's a wrap. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for episode 20 of Chew On This. Big shout out to everyone on the panel. In this episode, we discuss the new Super League competition proposed by some of Europe's largest clubs with Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea making up the UK representation and the remaining clubs coming from Italy and Spain. So interestingly, no clubs have come from either Germany or the French League, which could partly be down to their ownership structure, where fans own a percentage of the domestic clubs. So it raises the question, is this move irresponsible? Is it selfish? Or like the creation of the Premier League, is it just part of the evolution of football? Let us know your thoughts at chewing this LDN for both Twitter and Instagram. But for now, for myself and the rest of the team, until next time, we're out.